What is going on, my guys? It is your guys, your boys, the goof and the goober. You guys decide who's the goof and who's the goober. Uh, it has been a while. We have not been on since, well, well, last the week before we did two episodes in one week. Uh, craziness um, and all that stuff. Um, but uh, I want to introduce to you guys one of the greatest minds behind the goof and the goober. I want to introduce you guys to the one, the only, Matthew Leathers. Matthew, how is it going? It is going freaking sweet. I'm just so glad to be back on the freaking pod, man. It's been like two, Mm -hmm. it's been almost two weeks, man. It's been a while and it's been kind of, you know, it was, it's been kind of a sad week not having the pod. Um, But you know know what? We're here, dude. We are here. We did it. We did. And I will caveat and say this week, we have gotten a lot of stuff done. We did. Okay? Uh, we got a lot of things in the works. There's, I I mean, we, Matthew and I meet on a weekly basis and we talk, we talk pod. We talk pod is what we do, right? We talk freaking pod. We talk pod. And uh, yeah, we get things done. Uh, But one of the things that we are just really excited is just bring new content to you guys. Um, And we're in the making of that. And, uh, you know, we're all new to this. So uh, please bear with us as we do this. But uh, we're so happy that you guys are here. You guys are listening. I'll try to keep up with uh, uh, the, uh, the chats mine sounds bad how bad does it sound juice juice giraffe how bad how bad bad? you sure it's me or is it regan like Like robotic robotic. let me listen i don't know maybe you gotta listen to that um well while matt figures that out um maybe it is on my side of the the let me maybe it's oh you know what What? A robot in the shower. Could be. It. Does Reese let me know if that that fixed it? Fixed any? Huh. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Cause uh, there are some things that I'm still trying to figure out. I'm the tech guy, and uh, I figured the things out. <laughs> things are figured out here. Um, Matthew, does it? Need more song from Matt. Needing more. Let me. Needing Matt here. I got you. How there he is. Get up close to that thing, Matt. We want to hear the nice crisp. That, is that nice, better? Yeah, there. Yeah, you oh, just wow. got to get right up next to it. We're still freaking working this thing out. We're I'm getting, getting the new mics. So. Anyways, uh, we're really excited, especially this week. We get to talk about uh, something that has been in the making uh, for the past three. Well, I mean, it's been coming out for the last three weeks. And it is stealing the hearts of America, stealing the hearts of the world, actually. But before we get into The Last of Us, which is what we're going to be talking about tonight, episode two and three, because we didn't get to talk about two or three. But I have a few questions, actually, for you, Matt. Um, I oh, want to no. kind of get get the blood flowing, get the words going, I kind of okay. warm us up, okay. get us going. Right. Um, so I looked up some good questions, 
And I, I want to ask you these questions because I was like, you know okay. what? These would be some great questions to ask one of my best friends, Matthew Leathers. Matthew, if the average human lifespan was 40 years, how would you live your life differently? How would I live my life so, differently? Well, tell us how old you are. Uh, well, I am 26. So I would have 14 years. Yeah, to you live. would have already lived over half your life. Okay. Um, so for the rest of my time, I would be setting my daughter up for the rest of her life. That's what I would be doing. Anything okay. I could possibly do to to make sure that she's taken care of. If I know I'm going to be gone at my 40, okay. I'm going to make sure she's taken care of. So yeah, I. That's like for me when I read that I was like man I'd have to completely reevaluate kind of basically everything I'm doing like yeah I guess it I wouldn't care too much about my job because well but here's the good question is like when I'm 40 do is it like I'm actually like 90 or am I still like a 40 today like today's 40 you know what I mean like okay so that okay. would I not be, would I not still be able to use the bathroom? Would I still be able to be pretty active? Um, it's just that my lifespan, it, it, after 40, it, you're just, it deteriorates and you're like, you don't last very far. It's, mm. I don't know. Yeah. I never really thought about that. That's a good question. It, it was but one of those questions. My short form answers would be that I would try to set up my daughter as best as I could. Um, and yeah. sure share the gospel more than what I do yeah. now, I think. Yep. Okay. Okay. One last question. This is one that I thought was a, what is important enough to go to war over? What's important enough to go to war over? Yeah. Gosh. This is Dude, I, I have no idea. Yeah. That is a great idea great question because yeah i don't think i don't think we should go to war right i don't personally think because i don't think people should be killing each other obviously <laughs> um exactly but what would i i i'm stumped because i don't think anything should cause a war i don't think anything in particular would be maybe i don't know i mean i feel like Freedom of speech. <laughs> uh, see, not, I, I, not I, every I, country has freedom know. of speech. Freedom of I know there's a lot of different options, but here's the thing. I I don't think that going to war over what someone can say and what people can't say it can justify the thousands and thousands of people that die because of freedom of speech. I think, I don't know. Would, would people kill for speech? I think people would. I think we've seen it in America that people have killed for speech um, and people have been killed because of their speech. But do I think it justifies war? No, no, I don't. Um, what I would justify for war is if another country stole my daughter and uh, I had to get her back. I think that would probably be the <laughs> only thing that I would justify. Yep, we're going to nuke everything around except for her. But I feel you. Yeah, I I feel like that's a very tough question because I don't think war is really the answer. I'm a pacifist. Well, Kaylee, I think you'll be fine. 
Um, I think he'd be fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't know she was in here. But my daughter, our daughter's more important, right? Like, if At, if we oh. had to go to war, I'd go to for my go to war for my daughter. I'm out. <laughs> then my one of but my yeah. other friends actually asked me this question. It was a really you know hard question for me. Um, if your wife, and you know, this is a circumstance you never want to be in, and you'll probably never be in, but it's something that that he just asked me, and he told me like you have to choose one or the other. If your wife or your daughter were drowning and you only have the option of saving one of them, who would you choose? My daughter. That's, I went with my, you know, he asked me the same question. I mean, I have a son, so obviously I went with, you know, my son. See, I think Kaylee, yeah, our daughter. Thank you. Um, I would expect that Kaylee would, would save my daughter. And I would save my daughter as well. Yeah. My my wife would be, I think my wife would be okay. And she knows she's going to heaven and stuff like that. My daughter hasn't, I mean, she hasn't learned about Jesus yet. So, well, she, I, mean, I mean, we can go. All kids go to heaven. Yeah. But. Yeah. We can get in that discussion too, if you want to. But that's, I, I don't know that for me, when I answered it, I went with my son too, like I said, but he's like, as a husband, our wives are our responsibility. We are to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And I don't, that's the hard thing. Like for me, I know I, I, you know, I know, I don't know. It's just a hard, I know I, I'm supposed to love my wife and that I'm supposed to choose her and she's, you know, my kid is only going to be there for 18 years, basically where I get to raise them and then they get to put them off on their own. But my wife is forever. And, and so, you know, I, you know, sacrifice myself for her, obviously. I, and I'm not saying you wouldn't, but yeah, I'm just, I just know that if my, if I was put in Kaylee's, my wife's situation, I would say, just let me die and save my child. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like she would reciprocate those same feelings. 100%. 100%. She knows, you know, we, if, if I was on a boat and she was in the ocean and we only had one spot left and Kaylee had the option, she knows she she probably would choose Scarlet over herself just because that's who she is. And mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a tough question. Yeah. Good yeah. questions. Ooh, hey, crap. thanks, man. I, I, I came prepared. As you guys know, Matthew's got to host the last two um, uh videos podcast. podcast whatever you want to say um but i just kind of got this in the background and everything um anyways but yeah so uh one last thing before we really get into things matthew okay. I, I i really want to see you jerk it man um i i'm gonna this is where i'm gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna put on some freaking music here and you get in the freaking background man matt talks so much about all the time oh i can jerk it i can jerk it all night and i'm like i can freaking jerk it so we're going to have a jerk off and um matthew is gonna go first and uh, he's gonna show you guys uh, how, how well he can jerk it um and I don't know. Can I you... am an award winner jerking. Jerk. 
So I'm gonna jerk him as best as I can. He's a good jerker, dude. He, everyone, just over. Just get ready. All right, get back there. Show us, everyone. Um, as Matthew prepares to get in, get in. Uh, well, I, I suppose we both gotta get into uh, territory. Well, I've gotta jerk it, and you gotta jerk it. Yeah, obviously I'll jerk it. I, I mean, I, I'm the host, so I get to say what kind of goes on within the show. Um, okay. So I decided, hey, we gotta really settle this once and for all for the four viewers that are watching right now. Reese will judge. Um, Leathers96 said don't break anything. Um, but um, you guys decide who's the better jerker. Who's, got, who's, who's better at jerking off? Um, so the jerk off is what we're going to call this segment. I wish I had a big sign right now that says the jerk off, but we don't. I don't have it right now. Uh, Matthew? The floor is yours. Okay. Okay. Can, can you can you hear the music at all? I can't, but you know what? I'm gonna put some music on myself. Okay. Well, it's maybe. All right. It what might, song did you pick? Just so I can. So I, can get I, I put on Club Music Mix 2023. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see if I can send you this in the Discord. Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna pick a random one. Get a move here. It's like uh, you want me to sing it for you? Here, why don't I sing it for you? I'll sing it for you. Wow. All right. Uh, time to top that off. Uh, Matthew, you could sing the song like while I dance. Imagine in your mind what what the song would sound like, okay? Okay. okay. All right. Okay. I kept my breath. I jerked it really hard. <laughs> we gotta see you jerk it, man. Jerk it. Let's go. Jerk it. Freaking jerk it left and right, baby. Woo! Wow. Talk to me. Wow. You guys. You guys saw it first. The first jerk off of Matthew had no idea about that. Just to let everyone know. I uh, I wanted my hostessness just to just to really get 
get everyone going. Get everyone pumped. Screw that, Juice Giraffe. You don't know anything. Screw you, Dude. man. I was um, freaking jerking it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here we go. We're going to get into it now. Uh, as Lee said, we are... <laughs> We are getting into The Last of Us episode. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One second. What? Comment down below. Who freaking jerked it the best? Who's a better jerker? Who finished quicker? Leave it down in the comments. Because I think I freaking jerked that thing so freaking hard. You barely jerked it, man. So freaking Everyone knows I freaking jerk it so good. Oh, God. Matthew, you okay? Yeah, I dropped my. <laughs> oh gosh. You hear okay. <coughs> I'm dying over Go here. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So if you guys haven't seen episode two or episode three, I'm assuming Juice Giraffe has it because I still he wants my password. And um, if you don't know, Juice Giraffe is my brother. Everyone say hi to Juice Giraffe if you can. Um. Moves way to make up for the cruise death. Oof. <clears throat> but if you haven't seen the episodes, I would highly recommend that you go and see those and watch those. We will be doing some spoiling on episode two and three. So let's get into it. I completely forgot that we hadn't reviewed episode two. Um, so I think what we could do let's start with episode two okay um and so we're gonna start with episode two which is uh here's a little breakdown if and we're gonna do a non-spoiler review of episode two um but here's a little uh breakdown of about what's going on joel and tess and ellie Traver traverse through an abandoned and flooded boston hotel on their way to drop ellie off with a group of fireflies <clears throat> Um, that's just a little non-spoiler, nothing really too special. Um, but Matthew, give me a little in-depth about, I mean, I guess, give me your rating on episode two. Yeah. Um, episode two is really, really good. Um, episode two was, was, I mean, it was great. Um, I think, uh. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a twist at the end. Um, and a little bit of a, whoa, like you just didn't expect it. I think what they did was is really good storytelling and, and, and being able to explain and show what the clickers are about in this episode. Yep. Um, kind of what their powers, powers, like their superhero, um, but what their abilities, like what, what they can do, what people are, like are running from like how to navigate through the entire world. Um, so it, it was, a, it was a really good episode. Um, you really got to see Pedro Pascal mm. kind of step into like the, the leadership role um, in, in trying to take care of, you know, Ellie um, and Tess throughout the episode. Um, yeah. So I definitely, I definitely would give it a, a four and a half out of five. Um, I think there was a couple things that, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of um, the twist at the end kind of pissed me off a little bit, but it was a really good episode. None the least. Um, so 
Yeah, that's my rating. Three or wait, four point five out of five. Four point five out of five. Four point five. Yep. Yeah, for me though, I think I mean I love this episode. Absolutely love. Everything just seemed flawless from the beginning when you you learn more and more about just what this whole fungus is and how it developed um to then you know the big twist at the end and as well as just seeing the clickers that that was phenomenal like when when i'm i i i guess i shouldn't go too far into it because i feel like i'm going to spoil things if we're not in the spoiling part yet guys we're not there yet but i i loved it i loved episode two i wanted more of it i couldn't i i wanted more at the end of it and they just everything seemed just perfect it just seemed like an amazing time i give this a five out of five um nothing that i i and I, I guess I wasn't really expecting the twist either. And that's for me, I'm always expecting what's going to come next and all that stuff. So I, they did it. They did it. They've, they stole my heart and I love it. And, uh, so yeah, we're going to get into the spoilers, spoilers here now. Um, so if you haven't seen it and would like to see it without it being spoiled or anything, I'd pause it here, go back watch the episode get all the stuff you want then come back pause it here remember where you're at and then come back and and we'll we'll get back into it we're gonna have this conversation no juice trap please oh juice trap i need you please um but uh yeah so Matthew, let's get into the spoiler edition of, of episode two. And then I want to also just get into episode three because I think we kind of... it. Okay, thanks, Juice Giraffe. Uh, but uh, I think what I want to do is get into the spoilers for not just episode two, but also get into episode three because I think what we can do is kind of... it. Kinda, I mean, obviously, these episodes go chronologically and it kind of follows that theme but um just so we don't kind of nuts we're kind of saving each other a little bit that makes sense yeah yeah so tell me so tell me a little bit about i mean i mean start from i guess what did you think about the whole beginning of how it the the whole fungus and how it all started in i think it was like in in india or indonesia or um yeah i I don't remember actually i can look here yeah indonesia Indonesia. um yeah so so it started started in indonesia and and i really i don't really know what the importance of the indonesia part is right um other than other than that's where it started right so that didn't really bother me all too much um now when in, in the beginning when they were going looking for the scientist or whatever right um first things first there's freaking boobs in this freaking show and that was not freaking cool can i can i say something about that part i had no idea if it was a man or a woman at that time i was like i don't know if this is like a i mean i'm not saying like it just looked like an overweight person and it, it just looked like man boobs to me but like maybe it was just me i completely forgot about that part i was talking to my wife like I don't know about this and you baby 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, okay. So keep going. I kind of want to get into the HBO, BHBO thing that uh, yeah. Juice Giraffe's talking about. But no, you're good. I just thought that was funny. But um, yeah, so it basically started off where, where the Indonesia like army or something like that went out and looked for this doctor. Yeah. Um, and then they pulled this doctor in to like test on one of the dead girls, the dead, dead girl we were talking about where she was like naked or whatever. Um, and she like, she like examines them. She's like in a full hazmat suit covered up with the face. It's almost like COVID for an example. And she like cuts open the forehead or the arm or something like that. Um, and then as it opens, like you see the infection. And I was like, it, it's all, they, they said it was a fungus in the first one. It does kind of look like a fungus, mm -hmm. um, but it's like a it's like a live parasite type looking thing, right? Which was, I mean, that was really weird to me because it was for me. I, I would think, you know, there's got to be a way to kill a parasite, right? And how does parasite move one to to the other? But then I was like, oh, it's a fungus, you know. So th that kind of threw me off. But um, yeah, it was really cool because she she opened her up, she took a leg at her, and then she like literally freaked freaked out. Right. She was like. <laughs> Like somehow she knew or had some feeling about this, this, this fungus already that they've heard about it or something like that. And so they basically pull her out afterwards. And it's like, you got to nuke the freaking city. Yep. You got to kill everybody in the gotta city. So I don't know if they actually did that, but it just kind of, kind of got me thinking like if they created this in a, in the movie or the TV show, like, could that actually happen in real life? Right. And what would be the protocols that that the world would take to to stop something like this? Especially if it's like at the time, obviously we're getting into the point where at some point it's going to be curable. I'd imagine, um, just based off of like Ellie and her story and her little arm thing or whatever. Um, but at that time, they they have no they have no way of curing it. So. Right. That, the beginning was really good because it, it kind of let you feel and, and understand like the severity of this thing. Even though we know like, hey, this is what happens because we saw episode one where they go to Michigan or wherever um, and everybody's basically dead, basically. <laughs> um, but you understand the severity a little bit more on, on how like how dangerous this actually is versus like like um like walking dead for an example the the way i was thinking about it is like they never really they never really talked about how it came about really um it just happened and this kind of made you jump into like very quickly hey this is this is how it happened right. this is the fungus and the severity of it so i thought the beginning was good i thought it was really good good insight because the first episode told us about it in the interview but I wanted more. Like I was like, there's just no way something like this could just break out. Right. And that was, so this kind of helped. That was back in the eighties. That wasn't to like the 2003 where when the outbreak actually occurred. And you know, you, we only know basically what Joel saw or experienced in the beginning of the outbreak. We didn't know how it really happened or where it came from or how it got the outbreak. We kind of got yeah. that answer a little bit, not necessarily yeah. like how it, got out i mean we found more right. more about it in episode three on how it was spread and more about why joel didn't get infected um but yeah i 
I think the beginning was so great because you're learning more about not just the characters or what they're going through and you know what Tess is going through um, and, and Joel and whatnot but you know as you see how devastating this really was because they were the the scientists scientist lady knew exactly what needed to happen uh, which was uh, retina per Pertuini, Pertui, Pertui, um, who is the, the I, I'm really bad with names. Anyways, she she's the one suggesting that they bomb the city because there is no way of basically getting this cured as well as containing this and this deadly virus. And so she basically told this the the general of the army or Lieutenant General General August Hyatt that uh, you gotta bomb this place you gotta kill everybody inside of here and that's crazy drastic and you know back you know where Joel is in the 2023 yeah that makes sense but back then they they would think that's crazy they would probably I mean obviously they probably didn't listen to her but um yeah love this um i want to get into the scene with the clickers um and the first time you experienced that because matt you are the the experienced one when who actually played the game yeah and i want to hear your outtake or yeah yeah i was um there was um I can't, I can't remember because I was um, you sent me that link to the the PS4 commentary yeah um, or the non non commentary last yeah. of us um, and I noticed like this game is is almost like beat for beat with the video yeah. game yeah. almost like pretty say. dang close yeah. um, and so I was doing some further research and I noticed that the clickers they use the same sounds. Uh, right. with the clickers from the video game in the show right so i mean i thought that was i thought that was pretty cool i mean it doesn't really change the the store or the the my view on it but it, i thought it was cool because they repurposed it but look i i'm not a huge like horror guy um so when i first played the last of us i didn't think like oh i was gonna enjoy this game because i i don't like horror all that all that much you know i can handle some things um and so playing it the first time right like i enjoyed it um again that was like 10 years ago but um but i enjoyed it i remember it vividly as a game that like hey if i if i had this game i'd probably play it um but now like going through and and watching the commentary you sent me today and then thinking about the show it's like beat for beat um and really like terrifying to see right. um i think pedro pascal um and ellie and tess i don't remember who who plays them but um the scene where they're upstairs or they're walking up the stairs and they stumble upon the two the two clicker i think there was two clickers yep, two um and how they just like they navigated the room being quiet and stuff like that 
like that was like very resemblance of the video game yeah. and i thought that was awesome i thought that was sick like at, at times like you know you expect hey this is probably what's going to happen but yeah i mean it still like freaks you out a little bit like yeah. the sound of the clickers is a very it's like it's a terrifying thing coming out of something or someone right so yeah I, th I thought that was a good scene and i think that it also it explained and again i think this is a something i'm going to echo here is that this episode did a really good job at like showing us what the clickers do how they react why they react how they how they work right so like when they walked up the stairs and they were like hey you can't touch the touch the whatever um like the vines or whatever the fungus because right. that'll tell it'll tell the clickers from a farther distance where you are specifically it just it, you learn about it and you're like you realize how terrifying it is and then they jump into the scenario where it's like oh you're in the crap now you're like in you're in the freaking middle of it so yeah. i really i really thought it was cool um i thought it was i thought it was good i think that was like the first real step where you see joel take ellie under her wing hmm. and you know joel trusted that tess would be fine by herself basically left let her be tess kind of try to protect uh ellie um yeah. but you really saw you really saw him kind of just take her under his wing and make sure that she was all right and i really like that so well, yeah. this so as Matthew mentioned, I I actually went back. I didn't play the game. I watched somebody play the game, um, and I'm I'm basically caught up to episode three for where they are. And they, I completely agree with you, Matthew, that they are really going stride with for stride with the game, and it's doing them well here. It's really doing HBO well. It's they're showing, you know we can do this kind of thing. Um, the one thing I kind of, you know, when I was watching the, the video game is that they've made um, Joel's daughter and Ellie pretty much exactly the same in the video game. And like, so like right away when you see Ellie, you're like, oh, that looks exactly like Joel's daughter. And uh, that was one of the things I'm, I'm kind of glad they changed in, in this obviously sarah um who is his daughter you know she's i think she's half black and uh and then ellie is just this white girl and uh i think it's doing them well uh, but i think you're through this whole process of basically episode two joel is trying to figure out what to even do with ellie and yeah. just wanting to kind of wipe his hands and be done with her, really. Um, but it isn't until the very end of the of episode two when Tess uh, is bitten. You find out through when they meet, meet up with the clickers that Tess was bitten. And, and, and now she's turning into basically a zombie or whatever you want to call it. I, or a click. I don't know what you call them. They're clickers, but yeah, they're, they're like all clickers. I, I don't know because some of them are clickers. Some of them aren't because when you see the pile of all these, like all these, because 
there's a scene there where there's a pile of just a bunch of people who have been infected and they don't look like clickers but let me also say that the makeup for the clickers incredible that oh, yeah. it is beautiful scary and you just you know you want to look away especially when you start hearing the clicking noise but at the, then you when you see it you're like oh that's sweet and it's all like fantastic like uh, right. i love a good hair and makeup and it you know and i think it does them so well ag you know agi didn't do you know i don't think there's a whole lot of agi here except maybe for you know the ruined buildings but kind of have to do that but yeah i think that's what hbo really thrives on dude like is there the the quality of their content expect well except for like the new show velma i don't know if you've seen it but it's not i'm not going to i've heard very bad things about it so bad (laughs) it is so bad but overall hbo hbo does just does a great job of of making sure that things look good yeah. when they're when they're creating their shows and i think I, I think i would have not liked the show as much if they would have like completely changed the story too so to your point like they changed a little bit like out of the like you can't get a one-to-one replica replica right. of these characters right but you you can normally you match them pretty well you try as best as you can to get the people who look somewhat like them but I think they've done a really good job at taking the story, running with the story, um, but but kind of like putting their own little little twists on yeah. it, but not completely trying to take it out of the entire story and add like weird stuff. And so I really appreciate that because that, I mean, you look at the freaking Halo TV show. Oh. That was horrible. Um, like Master Chief's awesome, right? Like we mm-hmm. just can't. Like there's already stories out there that and there's already stories out there that, that they've made that are really, really good that could be made on the TV show or on for TV. Well, Use that stuff. Stop this, trying to make I mean, random is, we, crap. I mean, we can get into the, the Halo or, and, and things like that. Um, and I agree. I agree. They could. I mean, Mandalorian is a huge factor that shows that you don't need to see somebody's face and still be successful i mean obviously pedro pascal is mandalorian obviously and he just only showed his face basically in one scene and but yeah yeah but uh i mean halo right off the bat was and that was the downfall um but Yeah. yeah i just think that i just think that what they're doing is they're following they're following the story kind of putting a little bit of their own little flavor on it and i love it i think that when you take a story that's already been created and try to completely change everything about it yep you just get a bad product and we've seen that too many times um and so i just think this is this has been a really really good adaptation um, in terms of the video game. Yeah. Sorry, that was my tangent. You, you brought it up. Right. No, that's, I, I appreciate that. I, we can go on tangents. It's our show, Matt. It's our, our freaking, freaking show. show, man. Um, but uh, yeah, so at the end, we, we find out that Tess is turning into, uh, well, she got infected. And so she basically, I'm not going to be one. And so she decided to 
to the ultimate sacrifice. And uh, while... I've got a little bit of PTSD from spraining my ankle so many times. But when she sprained her ankle, that freaking I was like, oh, oh, oh. please, <laughs> no, not ankle. again. Oh, I know that sucks. And they're like, Ooh. let me wrap it up. And I'm like, that ain't gonna do nothing. Get out uh, of here. Sorry. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that was, <laughs> I was like, when they did that, literally, I just, I just felt it. And I was like, no. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Yeah, uh, I'm talking no, about the end season. That's, so that's content right there. That's what I'm talking about. Um, oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah, so Tess, basically, well, she we don't know really what actually happened with Tess. All we see is the explosion. We don't really know, but uh, that follows along with the video game, which I was surprised with within the video game. Um, and now that is going to bring us to episode three. Episode three now is following uh, when a stranger approaches his compound, survivalist Bill forges an unlikely connection. Later, Joel and Ellie seek Bill's guidance. Um, Matthew, episode three. Give me your rating. Um. So overall, in I'm not going to give any spoilers just yet. So if you only saw number two and you came back, um, we're on episode three. Yeah. Um. So episode three. Um. I, I'm going to give it. And it's going to be the worst rating I've given this show, but I still think that it does a lot for it. Um, is I'm going to give it a four out of five um, here. Yeah. Um, and it's not a horrible rating, but there's just a lot of things that I just don't agree with personally yeah. on how they took a character. And we'll, we'll talk more yeah, about it in a yeah, moment. Yeah. Um, but overall, like, I think it was a good episode that it definitely paints the picture of like of of joel mm -hmm. and years in the past and so um it kind of creates like a secondary story for joel which it indirectly does um throughout the story so i, I give it a four out of five um definitely some things i probably would have cut out but that's just my personal belief <laughs> um but yeah that's my uh that's my ranking yeah, I, I pretty much, I think I'm on the same boat. I'm with a four out of five. I've watched it. There was, it was still really good. I, I think right at the beginning, you're still, Joel and Ella, Ellie are still, you know, I think their bond is a lot closer and, and they're becoming more and more close. I'm, I have a bold, not a bold prediction, but there's, I know there's something going to happen in the end here i haven't watched like i said i haven't watched the whole video game so i don't know really what the whole first even series is gonna how it ends and all that stuff but there's been hints and and things like that that i've been kind of like eh, this is there's something there um but yeah i would agree there was a part there's there's this part in there that i i agree with matt i am not personally it's I don't like it, obviously, and I, it's not something I kind of want to watch. But you know, it it does make it a little bit more realistic, uh, and it kind of you know puts and it, it makes you know makes it a little bit more. Get into the freaking but... bird, 
Let's get into the freaking beans, man. Let's All right, here we go. Let's get into let's get it. Into this is tea, let's get into it. Matthew just got done watching this, so he's ready. Yes, he's ready. he's hot. He's ready to give it out. So, okay, can uh, we talk? Let's talk about this it. This is your let's spoiler. About- let's let me just hang on, hang on. This is your Sorry. spoiler. Uh, if you haven't seen episode three, I would recommend going back and rewatching this. Um, if you want to watch the spoilers, go ahead or listen and listen to all the spoilers. Go ahead and enjoy. Enjoy. All right, Matt, go ahead. All right. I, okay. We jump right into freaking Ron Swanson. Get old Ron as Swanson. Bill. Ron Swanson. I was so excited about this character. Uh-huh. I love Ron Swanson. Um, hilarious, hilarious guy. But the cool thing is I think this brought him in actually into a serious role, which we don't really see all that often. Um, so I was really, really happy to see like his performance on it. At first I was a little shaky. I was like, how, how's this going to be? Like, is he going to start cracking jokes? Like what type of character is he going to be? Um, and right off the bat, right off the freaking bat, they, they like, show like the type of guy he is um mm-hmm. he's just like this i mean i don't know if he was in the military or anything like that but doomsday prepper. he was a guy like a doomsday prepper yeah yeah so he's basically like he's ready to freaking go to war with anybody he's got traps set up he's he's got his own little place he's got security cameras around and he's just ready to freaking rumble and i thought that was like at the beginning i thought that was freaking sweet because when you think when i think of like zombie apocalypse happening like your first goal is to protect obviously yourself but how do, how do you live life in a world like that right like how do you continue to like thrive in a in the, that situation besides leaning on the government essentially which is kind of what they talked about in the show so he um it was really cool to see Ron Swanson kind of just take charge at the beginning of the show, yeah. build his own community by himself. Yeah. No one else in it uh, until a little bit later. Um, but he sets up like a, an electric fence with barbed wire in the entire forest. He had like cameras set up and traps. And one of the scenes, like you see him, uh, you see one of the traps and it basically as the clicker walks by, it's like a shotgun and it shoots him right in the head as he as they walk by. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I think that was a really good way to start off Bill's story um, and kind of getting to know him a little bit. But yeah. Yeah, I we'll would agree. I, I think for me, getting to see that, getting to see Bill um, basically just do what he's been prepping for, for his entire life. And I think Nick Offerman the actor you know uh uh john you know ron, ron swanson whatever you call him uh i think he does that perfectly he's got he's got the face he's just you know really prepared for that and he's this is where he's at but i mean even before that i, I want to kind of go back a little bit and talk about joel and la there um as they walk down the road to get to meet because at the end of Ellie, when she's dying, basically not dying, but she knows her life is about to come to an end. She tells Joel that she wants him to bring Ellie to Joel. I mean, to Bill and Frank, bring yep. her to Bill and Frank. And so that's where, where Joel and Ellie are on and on this road. 
to get to Joel and Frank. So we don't really know who Joel and Frank are until this episode is revealed. Um, and I, I loved right away Bill. Bill he, and Frank, you mean? Well, Bill, I mean, we're, we're still on Bill. We haven't gotten... Well, we yet. don't know who Bill and Frank we, is. Well, we don't know who Frank is at this point of, of the story. But Bill, I, I love that he's just as basically doomsday prepper. And then my favorite part is that when he's... Everyone leaves town and it's all... They're all quarantined. He's just driving. He looks like the happiest guy in the world driving through, you know, like all these oh, yeah. fences, turning on the electricity, turning on the water so he can have it all. And just... He just seems so happy. And this is like, I did it. I This is what I've been pre preparing for. And no one believed me. But now I did it. And the funniest thing, though, too, is that when... I did <laughs> what did you do? I did it. <laughs> and, and, but the funniest—I I think the funniest thing is when Ellie, like, she sees it all, and she's like, "Man, this guy was a genius." And like people like us, we'd look at him and we'd say, "Man, that guy's crazy." You're a freaking nut. Yeah. But, but I sometimes, agree. I mean, it, it, you know, that's just kind of how it went. But let's get in to the probably what we disagree on a little bit about this episode when frank we are introduced to frank um mm. we are introduced to frank as uh bill is usually doing his thing his a trap went off and he goes out and uh you see that somebody had fallen into a hole and uh it wasn't a infected person or anything it was a guy by the name of Frank. Frank is played by Murray Barlett. And uh, we kind of get to know Frank a little bit. Now we're getting into the scene where I think, I mean, Matthew, what were you, okay, so let me ask you this. Let's get, before we get into anything crazy, what were you thinking, Bill and Frank, how that relationship would be? Look, I personally thought that Frank and so we caveat a little bit because that when 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 Bill finally meets Frank, right? Like Bill's like nervous to, to communicate and to he ends up bringing him into the house and feeds him and stuff like that. But he was like super nervous that you know he was he gonna feed to. him. Yeah, he didn't want to. He, the, his idea was that if this guy leaves. He's going to tell other jackbags to come to his place and essentially ransack him, right? Yeah. Um, which is the logical idea, right? That 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 might happen, right? Because it's crazy times. Um, and so my thought was going in is this guy, like he's just trying to suck up to this guy as much as he can. So that way he can get fed, he can get all, you know, he can get water, he can do you know, take a shower, right? Cause um, he's got running water, he's got electricity and stuff like that. So the entire time, the entire like five minute spiel that he was there at the beginning was I thought he was trying to set this guy up to either have a group of people come over the fence or to get what he can leave and then come back. That's what my thought was. Um, turned out there was a little bit of a, 
Well, okay, let me. Let, let, <laughs> I thought so. I thought they were just going to be really good friends. These guys are just really good friends, and uh, this is kind of how their friendships start. Um, like Matthew said, they, you know, Bill invited. Well, Frank basically was like, "I just, you know, give me some food and whatnot." And Br Frank is more of a like demanding, and Bill is kind of yeah. like, I think this is what I thought. Bill has been lonely for years, for whatever, however long, many years, until this somebody finally showed up and he has got somebody to talk to. And he's got a friend finally. And so he wants to, it, part of him is saying, no, I don't want anything to do with this guy. I have to keep myself and everybody protected. But at the same time, I do want some type of relationship with somebody. And so... I think for Bill in that mindset, he'd want to have that relationship and, and he would be forceful of it happening and say, and kind of push him away. But also if he would push back or if anybody would push back, I think he would accept them and, and be like, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, the problem though is when, you know, the dinner and everything and the piano scene is here we are in the piano scene and Frank decides, oh, I'll leave. Um, just, all right, you know, I'll get out of here. Just let me play the piano. I haven't played the piano or whatever. I, you know, and so let me play, man. Just let me, let me play. get one song and then. And so uh, he plays the song. Uh, what is the song? I don't remember. Some old, some old jazzy song, I think, or yeah forget some love song it's a love song and yeah. um he you know frank's not that well at you know he's kind of he's just re you know sight reading basically from what he had on, on in front of him um and then frank's base stops him during the middle of the song or not frank i mean bill bill stops him in the middle of the song and it's like that's not how you do it you know you kind of like stop let me show you man let me show you let me show you how this is done let me show you how it's done, boy. And um, this is where I got the vibe. I was like, wait, there's there's something else here. I I literally looked at my wife and I'm like, wait, are they are they gay? Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, what I, I mean, I wanted to go back to my original thought that they were just gonna be friends. And so I went I went back to that. I was like, ah, I don't think so. Um, but it ended up Frank asking him, like, you know, who are you singing that to? Like, what was the girl's name? And Bill says, uh, there is no girl. <laughs> there is no girl. There is no girl. And Frank says, I know. I know. <laughs> and they shared an intimate kiss. And, uh, and, uh, I had to turn away, man. Oh. All right, let's get into That's that. What do you, what do we what are where are we at with this whole Frank and and Look, Bill relationship, lover relationship, romantic relationship? Look, okay, so I'm I'm not gay clearly. Um, Just so because you have a ring doesn't mean you're not gay. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I associate it with uh, my wife. Okay, um, so I'm not gay. I have a wife. We're married. Uh, We've been married for a long time. Yeah. Um, almost seven years. Um, so we've been married for a while. So it was just kind of, 
and it was just it was weird long long time in the name of the song by the way oh thanks thank you um thank you for the clarification my wife who's in the chat for our twitch um we've been married for a while now right. but uh like i understand people like the world is so like you have to represent all types of people but yeah. i just didn't want to see that man like i, I didn't want to see it yeah right and then it jumps to the next scene where frank's basically like all right down on go, take a sh- go friggin take a shower and then he comes out of the shower and then they're like touching up on each other and uh, frank goes down on him and we're like i just isn't it's not necessary right like you didn't need to show us any of that like luckily they didn't show any like gruesome stuff mm-hmm. like really really bad like gross things but personally not a fan that's kind of what my yeah. knock was on it yeah. after that moment like look i understand they loved each other right yeah. they they continue to be with each other moving forward and i could have i'm smart enough we are smart enough the people of the show are smart enough to to see like okay you fell in love you're with each other you could show kissing or whatever but like all the other stuff going down on him doing all that other crazy crap <laughs> didn't need to see that didn't okay see so that. this is where i kind of wanted to kind of get down this is the big beef that i wanted to talk with you about um yeah and i wanted to talk because in the video game bill says because what we learn about in the video game spoiler alert on the video game just be ready we don't get a whole lot about who frank is you don't get a lot about or really see frank at all in the very first uh video game you see that frank hangs himself and that's where you're like oh who's this who's frank and joel and bill were on a quest whatever and they find frank hung in this house he hung himself because he got bitten and he, and he didn't want to turn into an infect or be infected. So Joel asks Frank or Bill in the game who he was. And his response is very broad. It's not, oh, he was like, he was a really good friend of mine. It wasn't, oh yeah, he was this. It was, he was my partner. So in that, I think for sure, and, and Neil Duck Duck or Drunk Druckman, whatever the guy who created the game, I think he did that on purpose, and I think it's so that the audience can make their own conclusion. Um, in that, in that man, that yeah. old design. My problem, though, I think, is that they they made the conclusion for us, and that's fine, and I get it. Um, and this is also the beef that I have with HBO. HBO does this thing. It's the same reason why I didn't watch Game of Thrones or any of a lot of or Spartacus or some of their crazy uh, series is because a lot of their series is just very sex oriented, very like nudity and and all that stuff. I I'm not politically driven. I I get. I'm not against like nudity in TV. I think there is a good purpose. Like in episode two, when you see the infected person, and it's just a dead person, but that's real life. You kind of get that. Um, where you know, here you know, it's not something not everybody wants to see. And I, this is the hard. This is the hard thing I ha- always struggle with, and I'm struggling with this whole concept, this whole thing. And I get it's 
you know, for me and me and you, we're Christian guys and it's, you know, we, we're not up really, we're against that, but it's, I can't, they're not Christian. So I'm not going to be like, you can't do that kind of thing. Um, yeah. It's, it's just like, how do I kind of navigate this? How do I get through this? And like, because I, I sat down with my mentor today and I kind of talked to him about the whole thing. And uh, he's, he's like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like, that's just kind of, you know, TV and, and they've, TV has been always been pushing the boundaries on, uh, on just culture. Uh, because yeah. I mean, like you think of, I am Lucy, uh, I love Lucy and you know, they were the first TV show to show an actual husband and, and wife sleep in the same bed. And that was kind of controversial at the time. Um, mm -hmm. but I don't think this is like a huge pivotal point in the story that you're like, I can't, this is just too much for me, whatever. Yeah. It right. was awkward for, for me and you, because I mean, Obviously, we don't agree we don't agree and we're we're heterosexual and we we don't it's like kind of like eh, don't really want to look at that but it's in the same way it's kind of like well they they can kind of do their their own way and i think neil uh, Druckmann set up his video games so you can make that own conclusion and i think that's kind of i don't know if he was specifically and he was intentional about making it that way but I think it, there's a little bit of he he did do that because why else would you use partner instead of uh you know my husband, friend because they got married at the end well they did get married at the very end but okay now we can get into that okay so no, well, i mean well, one, one last you, final you, thought one last final yeah thought you got that. anything so, else to say and, and I want to just make sure that, that we preface this is that we're not like judging everybody else about right. like, hey, like if you're gay, sure. I mean, we're, hey, we're going to love you and all that stuff, but we do think it's wrong. 100%. We do, we do think that it's not okay. Like we're, we're not, we're not applauding you or, or saying, hey, it's okay for you to do that stuff. Right. But when you, uh, when you're trying to appeal to a large audience, right you could have done it in a more like less obvious way that would have made it easier for people like us to not close our eyes or to make us not turn away at that moment versus, you know, like just making it extremely, extremely obvious that, Hey, these guys are in love, right? right. Like when you do things like that, especially in movies, and I and I hate that sometimes in movies is that like they try to overemphasize things because they think that we're not going to understand why the characters are doing what they're doing. We can infer and we can say, okay, this is what's happening. We know what's happening. We can we can assume right. And and we're saying this with not just two men. We're talking about two females. We're talking about male female. We're talking about all different types of relationships, yeah. right? We're not saying that because it was a gay situation or two men that we're not a fan of it. We're saying we are smart enough to not see that stuff, to make the, uh, the inference that this is what could happen, right? These are the things that could be happening on the back end. 
we didn't need a whole makeout sesh with two guys. We didn't need a whole makeout sesh with a girl and, and a guy, right? Or two girls, right. right? Or a guy going down on a girl, right? Or any of that, whatever, that right? Is, yeah. Because we're all, I mean, we're all smart enough to know, like, hey, this is what's happening. So that's what I, when I think about like movies and I'm thinking about TV shows, like, you guys don't have to do that. It adds no value to the show. It adds nothing. It actually turns people off a little bit from the show because you never know what's happening, right? And so I think that's where they could be a little bit smarter. And that's really my only knock on the entire show was that their full makeout sesh right there by the piano and then him going down on the guy. 100%. That was pretty much it. I, that, Everything I, else, I was like, this is what a gay couple might do. This, this is, is what they're doing. This, this is, is what, they, I, you know? I agree. And I, I, I completely, I, it's not that it, they showed a gay couple. It's that they kind of went a little too far in showing what they showed. They can, plenty of people know what they're doing without having to show all of that. Um, and that's kind of the same thing that I, the beef like I have with HBO. It's not necessarily just with, um, you know, same sex, well, anything uh, like that. It was even heterosexual stuff. And, right. Well, I think but, what this does is it it can plague the younger generation, in my opinion, because the it's different if a kid like imagine if there's like a 13 year old and a 13 year old says hey mom i'm gonna watch game of thrones yeah. right but without any backing on it right a parent's probably gonna say nine times out of ten no you're not watching game of thrones because we all know what game of thrones has in it right but if a kid says hey mom there's this show called last of us it's a video game adaptation or it comes from a video game that i play they're gonna be more likely to see that right and so i think that's where it comes down to hey hbo like you guys have to recognize that your audience for this show specifically isn't just going to be adults. Like you may put MTV 18 or whatever, or M M 18, right. but because this is a video game, people are who are outside of the age range are going to see this. And I think that negatively affects the youth in my opinion. So, yeah, well, we're going to move on. We're going to move on from this point. And oh, we could probably talk about this for a while, but uh, we're going to keep moving on. I wanted to talk about Ellie a little bit. Um, there's a point in, in this episode three where we see Ellie. They're in like a gas station or a convenience store. And Ellie finds this hole that goes down into this little cellar. And in the cellar is a uh, uh, like a, the zombie um, and uh basically a uh the the ceiling caved in on the zombie and it was still alive um but it was just you know stuck there and couldn't move um and in there is where ellie has her first really interaction alone with uh, an infected one and so in this scene we kind of get a little you we're still trying to understand who ellie is um what were your thoughts really in in this scene where ellie you know takes a little cut off of the the infected guy and then you know uh, in the end stabs him and kills him um tangent a little bit i think this scene there's a lot of imagery that shows like hey this is like a growing up moment type thing because when she goes down into that hole she finds a box of tampons that's what um, I thought it was. 
Yeah, so it, it was a box of tampons. Trust me, my wife has those tampons, so that's why I knew when I saw it. I'm sure. Um, but uh, I've had to buy them so many times. But um, yeah, so there was a box of tampons down there, and I think that's an imagery like, hey, she, she's probably like 13 or 14, I'd imagine, if, if she's like excited about seeing tampons or something, or even maybe like 15 or something like that. But you realize like how discombobulated she really is from reality um in, in the world that's around her because she's been stuck inside the i don't even know the those the fire flight i think is what they're called um they've been she's been stuck with those guys mm -hmm. her entire life so this is her first interaction where she's excited about seeing tampons which i know that's like like a little thing but it, it shows like holy crap she's a very sheltered child and then right afterwards, she gets her first real experience with the clicker, which I think is a very, very, I think it was a really good scene because it like kind of shows her like, like really growing up a little bit um, and like getting that first kill of a clicker, you know, like feeling confident. Oh, hey, I've killed one of these with things before because I'd imagine down the road, she's going to have to do it anyway. Um, and so I, I thought that was a really good i think it was a really good scene i didn't know she had the the knife still though i yeah, thought she's Joel had, had since the season one no she's she's had that yeah since season one so so she's been hiding it i don't think she's I thought been Joel hiding it. it i think at the very beginning know. when in episode one she was joel steps on her knife and then she basically gets it back from him um well i just don't know why joel and this is just a side note joel's not scared of a knife but he can't give her a gun. This okay. So hang on, hang on. This is hang on, Matt. Hang we're on, jumping around. I know we're on, jumping around. On, I'm sorry. I'm going um, in the weeds. We so I want to kind of still go on this because I think this whole part Matthew just loves switching it up. He loves I standing love and sitting, standing and sitting, showing it off. Um, but this is part is I think is crucial for Ellie because it is her losing her innocence in some way because she's showing that she's no longer she's trying to find her her place in the world and i think in in some ways she's trying to find this place in the i mean obviously the cure as for i mean all being infected right and this whole infection and, and being the the vaccine but in some ways she wants to be herself and she i think she looks up to joel and tess and sees them and wants to be just like them because they killed kill the clickers they they do all these fun things that she looks at and so when the first time she she's just curious of what they're actually like and she has never been really close up she's just been bitten by one and then having to run away and so this is where it brings me to the whole gun thing because every episode she's asked for a gun and this is where i believe that she's gonna have to save joel at some point she's gonna have to come in and and joel has no other obligation or she he is he is out of luck he is out of uh out of out of options and his only option is really ellie i mean yeah ellie and and Ellie's going to have to come in and save him in some way. And she's going to have to get a gun. And at the end of this, this whole, this whole episode, she gets a gun. So I think this next episode, uh, 
I don't think it'll. I think we're gonna gonna forget about the gun. Well, they're gonna want us to forget about the gun, and then Joel is Joel is gonna be in some big trouble where Ellie will have to step in. Now I did watch a little bit too far into the video game, so I know a little bit about what's gonna happen next. Maybe, I mean, who knows if they? Don't you dare! Don't you dare spoil it! Oh, I'm relieving this whole thing. I, uh, I, I watched a. L- I don't know if they're gonna do that part. It'd be pretty. Cool. I think they're going to. I think that would make sense. Um, cause we. Sure. This is. <clears throat> this is the whole part. We don't know anything really about the Fireflies. We don't know anything about the government. We're still trying to figure out who's really the good guys, who are the bad guys. And I think really right now we, I think you can suspect everyone's kind of the bad guys here. Um, And really there's no good guys. It's kind of been a free for all. Everyone's evil. You can't trust nobody. And I think that's why Joel is the way he is. He doesn't want to trust Ellie right off the bat. He doesn't want to, you know, as well with Bill, you know, when they first meet, Bill is big, does not want them to be there and uh, basically holds them at gunpoint while they're eating dinner, enjoying a nice (laughs) meal. And I think that was funny. Um, But uh, yeah, I think this is going to turn into something where at the end, no, I, I don't know really what happens at the end. But I think what's going to happen at the end is Ellie's going to try to have to save Joel. And uh, obviously their relationship builds. And Joel's going to want to save Ellie. And so Joel does everything in his power to try to save Ellie. But he can't. And Ellie's going to have to be the one who saves him. But in the end, she can't save him. And he's going to die. Mm-hmm. It's my bold prediction. Bold prediction. Bold predictions here. I've got no idea. I think that overall this episode was a really good connecting piece. Yeah. You know how they have like, in some shows they have like filler episodes. I feel like this one was kind of a filler episode. Um, yeah. But overall, I think this episode, it, it's unlike, um, what was the show? The frick was, oh, uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, where they have just random stupid episodes that don't help the story whatsoever. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. episode it, it didn't really it didn't really push the it pushed the story forward, but it did it in a matter where it didn't focus on Ellie or Joel as much, but it focused on a side character, which I thought was I mean, I think they did a really good job. So No, I agree. I think they did a fantastic job and I'm I'm happy where they they did, and uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited for next week. I say, gonna say my my wife is really into it, and not only just my wife is into this, her whole family's into it, um, which is very weird and odd that her mom and then I am kind of watching the same show, and then we're really into it, and uh, it kind of goes <laughs> to show that this is a really good show. Like if you haven't watched it, I highly highly recommend to watch it this is gold this is television in the making this is kind of probably what oh i forgot to show this my bad guys uh <laughs> this should have been on top uh but go watch it uh, i think the first episode is free on youtube right now if i do remember 
Um, if I saw something on there, I don't know. I thought I saw something too. Um, it might be. I, might I think be it's free it on HBO or something. Is it? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, I might look it up here on uh, on YouTube real quick. But uh, like I said, guys, go go check this out. It's such a phenomenal. Um... Pedro Pascal. Look, if you guys haven't watched anything about like with Pedro Pascal in it, like this is the show to jump in. He is. He, I, he's he's Mando in the Mandalorian, right? He is. Uh, he's Joel in this show, um, and I think he, he he just create or he was just in another one with Nicolas Cage. They got really good reviews or something like that. And over the past few years of the few TV shows that he's done, he's gotten more than like a ninety percent on like Rotten Tomatoes on all of the shows, right. and it really just shows like he is a top tier actor. Um, and and the girl that they brought in for Ellie, top tier as well. Yeah. like hbo hbo and, and and i i wish dc would pull some of the stuff that hbo does because now that they're connected but hbo pulls a lot of good actors and actresses into their tv shows um and this is just another one to kind of attest to that um and so yeah highly recommend it super fun enjoyable and i really think the end at, at the end of this episode where they drive off um, Ellie and uh, Joel. Mm -hmm. I really think that was a really good imagery of like father daughter moment. Like he's he's kind of fully invested. Like, hey, I am, I am her father essentially. Yeah, you know. I think, and well, I think, yeah. I think, I think it. The story's gonna to... change where it's gonna be. I think the story's gonna change a little bit to where it's like she's coming for the for the ride because she wants to come for the ride and she knows that hey i don't want to leave joel and like i don't think joel wants her to go anywhere either so i think there's going to be a big battle between her or between him tommy um and the people that they're basically delivering her to um at some point so i'm excited to see how they handle that but yeah it's gonna be those are my battles yeah i think for my final thoughts too i i'm curious to see what this relationship goes with ellie and joel this is obviously gonna be i mean from the get-go from the episode one we're seeing that this is gonna be joel replacing his daughter who died 20 years before and it's it's gonna be interesting to see how they they get this together because I don't think Ellie Ellie wants in on the ride. I think you're right on that. And Joel is kind of pushing back a little bit. He doesn't want that. At the end, he yeah, they're kind of together. They're driving together, um, but he sets the ground rules, and and I think that's important for for him because he's now saying, okay, if you're gonna stick around, you need to do you know. You need to stop being such a idiot or whatever. She, she is an idiot sometimes. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, guys. I just sent the, I just sent the link to the to the Last of Us episode one, the free ver uh, the free thing. Oh, is it on there? So we'll we'll put it in the show notes and yep. we'll put it at the bottom in the description and, and mm -hmm. I just put it in Twitch. So check it out. Check it there out, guys. Ahead. Well, if you guys have made it through the stream, we want to thank you guys for being here. 
we appreciate all that you guys do because you guys really make us who we are but also um we love you we're glad you're here and listening um if you haven't already please like comment and subscribe to our channel we are the goof and goober show on youtube goof and goober on twitch you can let us freaking know who jerked it the best yeah let us know who freaking jerked the best all right we'll uh we'll probably put that on the the old instagram if you guys don't follow us on instagram make sure you go and follow us on instagram the goof and goober show underscore under each word before or after each word except show and uh guys thank you so much for being here we appreciate you and we love you guys and uh, we hope you guys have a fantastic weekend thank you yet again yeah goof and goober episode four signing out peace